episode 85 of the All the Book Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library and your source for book news, literary news, and author news. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes a now, a special visit from your favorite author. Author interviews. Yes. Coming up later in the episode, we have a nice little uh, sit down between me, a picture of Eric on a stick, yeah. and Julia Spencer Fleming. Yeah. So that, that's coming up later, but yeah. we've got lots to get to before that. We're going to talk. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. And it was. It was just a, you yeah, just, just you a did, picture. You interviewed Julia Spencer Fleming yeah. with a picture of my head, yeah. me just getting my new glasses, yeah. so I'm pretty Very happy. Very excited, yeah. Um, and yeah, you well, just you couldn't be there in person, stick. and I thought, well, yeah. he's got a... It was actually a paint-stirring stick, if you want to get oh, technical. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to get technical... I appreciate it. It really... It, really uh, it, I, it was nice seeing what I would look like with a few extra pounds. Uh, honestly, <laughs> it was some of your best work. And I don't <laughs> okay. want to, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't want your head yeah. to get too big, yeah. but... It was really good. Meeting so, famous people all over the place. Yeah. So, so we're going to be talking about that a little later. In other news, Bob Dylan finally accepted his Nobel Prize over yeah. the weekend. So Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, that's my joke. Please don't step by I, it. I, but no, it's all right. Yeah, so he won it how many months ago? In like, forever First of all, ago, they couldn't yeah. get a hold of him. He wasn't like yeah. answering their calls. Yeah. And then he didn't go to the award ceremony. Yeah. And now he's doing some concerts yeah. and uh, actually went and accepted yeah. it. And So ever, it's all done. Everybody do just Dylan relax. ever looks at all... Like, looks back at all his older friends who have passed away, like, died young. Yeah. I mean, like, you lucky, man. Uh, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just, me. they're just legend. Yeah. So. And now he's he's yeah. having to accept awards he doesn't really want right. to, but he's like <laughs> right. 80. That he feels uncomfortable yeah. with. Yeah. Right. Well, it was, a, it was a busy week for me, book-wise. I got through a lot of stuff. Are we like... on the bookmark? Yeah. We're on a bookmark segment now. Yeah, we're going to talk about the things that we've been reading, give you some suggestions on what you might like, things to avoid. I don't think I ever suggest... I think even if I love a book, I'm like, but no one else read it because it's true. mine. You're very, you're very uh, <laughs> protective. Your, yes, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't hand out my books either. I know. It's all knowledge I've gained. I know, and I don't want to share. It with no the way. World. No Makes way. me more powerful to have read. So really, Hall. it's a really great mindset for a librarian. So <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for bringing that to the table. Yeah, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder people keep leaving. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Right. What would my hey, son like? I'm like, I don't know. You know, Julia Spencer Fleming, while she was here waiting backstage, was trying to get a cell signal, went up the stairs, which takes into her our to the basement. basement area. Yeah. And she declared that it was like a murder library. Yeah. So they have a very stuck. nice building. But yeah. if you go too far, yeah. you will not come back. You'll enter the murder library. Yeah. yeah. So you know what the murder library is full of? What? Darkness. Yes. Throwback. Yeah, you're going to have to go through all the old episodes yeah, to find what that sure. reference is for, because we're not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she uh, she declared it a, a murder library, which I took issue with. Uh, I asked the As newspaper. As the director, yeah. I asked the newspaper, please don't, please don't. I want to see a headline yeah. that says murder library. So, to be fair, our power did we'll go see. out for a long time today. It flickered several times today, and that was the first thing I thought. If Julie Spencer Fleming was here, yeah. it would just be fuel for the fire. Yeah. Luckily, she missed out on it. But <laughs> anyway, so let's let's talk. Bookmark. Book, 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 book. What have you been reading? You uh, don't have to recommend it. You do have to tell us. That's true. So I'm, I'm trying to remember if I read anything besides the book I finished. Okay. But I don't think I did. I don't think I read any graphics. I was traveling this past week. That's why I wasn't at the interview. I know. Yeah. So, well, you were there in spirit. Thank you, man. And, and, on, a, and, and on a paint and strip stick. Paint yeah. Strip, yeah. yeah. I guess a popsicle stick might have been... Yeah, even too skinny too even for you. Yeah. <laughs> um... And according to my Goodreads, no, I've only read, I only finished one book. It was Arthur C. Clarke's Rendezvous with Rama. Remember last week we talked about how rendezvous is a funny word? Yeah. Because it doesn't look 
It just looks funny because yeah. the Z right next to the V. Mm-hmm. That never happens. No. Rhonda's booze. Anyway, yeah. um, it was a quick read. It was uh, it's written in kind of like a modern style where like the chapters aren't very long, but there's very little character work in this book. Yeah, a lot of uh, science, which is why I think it reminded me of Crichton because mm. it's a page turner. Okay. with you know very uh, simple character uh, development and then like heavy science. Yeah, okay. yeah, a lot, a lot of science. They're exploring that ship. It was neither one of my two theories last week. I won't repeat them. Okay. I suggested maybe the ship was either an egg yeah. or a sperm. Yeah. For allegory. Getting ready to, yeah. to colonize. So I did sure. repeat it. Okay. But, well, you know who probably would have liked that book? Julie Spencer Fleming. Really? Had you, Yeah, yeah. We talked a lot about oh, sci-fi. Oh, yeah. I listened to the interview. Yeah. Yes. She we talked a lot about sci-fi. sci-fi, and even off mic, she talked a little bit more. Maybe you would have been able to toss around. She quoted Robert Heinlein in her talk. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, now this is another Hugo winner under my belt. Yeah. But I liked it. I actually thought Arthur C. Clarke was going to be a little bit more dry mm-hmm. than this because of... Uh, I don't think I've read him. No, um, so now I'm not so worried about reading some of his other stuff. Oh, okay. But it was good. What is he famous for? 2001 A Space Odyssey. Right, right, right. It's probably that uh, Childhood's End and Rendezvous with Rama, I think, are his big ones. But it it ends on a cliffhanger, Uh and that was kind of frustrating. Apparently, there's like three or four more books that aren't written by him. He outlined them and had other people finish them. Mm -hmm. But uh, fun fact about Rendezvous with Rama. Oh, I'm ready. uh, Morgan Freeman, to this day... Mm -hmm is determined to get this movie made. Really? Yes. Interesting. With him in the role. Huh. But it's been going on forever. And Morgan Freeman's not getting any younger. Yeah. So we'll see. That's true. Uh, well, if that if that piqued your interest about the Hugo Awards, you can go back into our old episodes, which you can find at soundcloud.com slash all the books. We have a couple Hugo episodes. The most recent one was episode 53, where we covered all the uh, awards for 2016. Yeah. So you can find it yeah. there. I like the way you're... Uh, I don't know what it is. Salesmaning? Not salesmaning. Show showmaning? Hey, I'm just nope. I'm just packaging Chilling. the product, man. Yeah. So I've started this new book. It's not a Hugo winner, but guess what? Won the Nebula. Hey. So it's called the Einstein Intersection. I uh, love that cover. Thanks, man. It is trippy. All the covers that I saw for this Very book trippy. on Goodreads are kind of trippy. Yeah. So it's like set in the future. Mm-hmm. Far future. Humans have evolved, or they kind of mutated, but then it, it was weird, and so you got these... Uh, they call them lobies, people uh-huh. who are low-functioning mutations. And then you got people who are more high-functioning and everything. But so what's weird, they, they do something I like where it's so far in the future, the stuff that we just think of pop culture is now yeah. like myth. And so just I'll just read this paragraph okay, because I'm ready. I think yeah, you'll yeah. appreciate it. Let's do and this, it. This book came out in uh, 67. Uh-huh. So I think there's, a, there's an inaccuracy here. Okay. And I think you'll pick up on it. Let's talk about mythology, Loby, or let's you listen. We had quite a time assuming the rational of this world. The irrational presents just as much of a problem. You remember the legend of the Beatles? You remember the Beatle Ringo left his love, even though she treated him tender. He was the one Beatle who did not sing, so the earliest forms of the legend go. After a hard day's night, he and the rest of the Beatles were torn apart by screaming girls, and he and the other Beatles returned, finally at one, with the great rock and the great roll. Uh, but yeah. he did sing later. He did. Oh, so he did. this book was written before yeah. Ringo Sang. He sang even on the early albums. Ringo usually sang one track. Okay. So I guess they're not Beatles fans right there. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Uh, Yellow Samuel Submarine, anyone? D. Delaney. Boys, anyone? Matchbox? All Ringo songs. Yeah. So I I'm just thought I'll, I'll be writing the you, Samuel's yeah, After Hard Day's estate. Night. Yeah. I, I don't get the reference, The even though she treated him tender. Yeah. What is that? I, I don't That's know. It's from a song. I don't she know. She loves me tender I or something. I don't know. That's Elvis. You're quoting Elvis now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that I just listened to a podcast on Elvis. Great. 
I didn't realize I he didn't write a single one of his songs. True, yeah. At all. Elvis was under strict management by Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. He couldn't do anything. That's crazy. He just had to toe the line, do what he was told. So He passed up on West Side Story. He was gonna be they wanted him to be in the movie with that's Natalie crazy. Wood. And Tom Parker was like, No way, you gotta go do Kid Galahad or Little yeah. Little Love a Little yeah. Planet with some apes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. A star is born, he passed up on. Oh. One of my favorite Elvis quotes is when he's being interviewed for one of the movies, uh-huh. they're like, So Elvis, have you ever played a character like this before? And he was like, Mm-hmm. About twenty seven times. <laughs> He always punches someone, yeah. he always gets the girl, and he sings anything that happens. Yeah. So that's the mixture for a good Elvis movie. Okay. So Thanks for asking about Elvis to, movies, by to, the way. To summarize, yeah. I'm enjoying uh, the Einstein intersection a lot right now. Okay. So I, I ended up ordering some food yeah. and ordered it to go, uh-huh. but I was so into the book, I'm like, I'll just eat it here. Wow. That, that's a good sign. He got sucked in. But uh, well, Also, uh, I didn't realize Elvis was so uh, young like yeah. when he died. He's like, he was only 40. Yeah. But you look at him when he's like... You know, 40s. near the end of his I mean, life, and you're like, "Jeez, man, he wasn't 40. He was in his 40s. Strange like, life, late 40s, I think. But yeah, a really strange life. A very tragic figure. I, I always, uh, when Joyce Carol Oates was here, we were talking about her. She did a, a novel based on Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. and I said I wanted her to do one on Elvis because he's like probably, well, maybe not more uh, tragic than Marilyn Monroe, but pretty, pretty tragic figure when you dig into it. But yes. Anyway, um, I, I think I would give that award to Marilyn Monroe, probably for being yeah. more tragic. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd give it to you. Oh, wow. Because you're just kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Cheer me up. All right. Uh, a similar thing happened to me with um, Keeper of Lost Causes by UC Adler Olson. And we're reading mm-hmm. this for the Contemporary Classics Book Club. Uh-huh. And I started, I was trying to get a jump on it, so I was listening to the audiobook. And the audiobook is so good mm-hmm. that I've been just sticking with that. Because I don't want to switch to the regular book because the, the reader is just so good. So right. that's been in like the background of all my other reading. I'll, I'll do a, mm-hmm. a couple of a discs of that. I think my uh, wife's excited because really she found out she it. has a uh, another Audible credit. Ah, like she forgot okay. to discontinue her uh-huh. uh, subscription. So now she's got another yeah, book to listen to. Yeah, go for it. I think the book club will enjoy it. So that I'm sort of currently reading. All right, so Owner um, of a Broken Heart. What? That's what you were reading. No. What were you reading? Uh, Keeper of Lost Clauses. Oh, okay. Clauses. Not Lost Clauses. clauses. Yeah. Keeper of Lost Clauses is the fourth Tim Allen Santa Claus <laughs> yeah. movie where their children go yeah. missing. Yeah. Uh, that's not real, but that's... it's a perfect story. Holy cow. Jack Frost takes them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. man, Tim Allen, call your agent. Yeah. I don't think they're taking his calls, Ooh. but he could try. Anyway, so I'm currently reading that. I'm also currently reading uh, a Star Trek book. Huh? Color me surprised. Headlong Flight by That's Dayton blue. Ward. Brand new. Brand okay. new. I'm re- also reading Spider Gwen Volume 1. Okay. I read the little, like, Volume 0 and really yeah. enjoyed it. Volume 1's, eh, whatever. Wow. Uh, here are the things that Harsh. I finished uh, since we last recorded. Uh, I finished Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty, yeah. who is currently... I think HBO just finished it, too. Yeah, I think they did. Um, her current book, Truly Madly Guilty, yeah. has been on the New York Times bestseller yes. list. So this is a, an old one. Yeah, that's I really the, uh, enjoyed Hugh it. Grant. Uh, right, it sounds like from the Hugh 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but I really enjoyed this book, and I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but it, it basically starts at a trivia night mm-hmm. where there's an, an incident, like a murder that Ooh. happens. And then the rest of the book is sort of like, you know, two months until the trivia night. And so it, it progresses till you... You know, eventually get to the end there. I wouldn't really say it's a it's not a mystery in the traditional sense, but when the all the resolutions come together, you see a lot of pieces that you didn't even know were in play. Right. So it, the ending, you know, was really like, wow, nice, good, because I would I wasn't even expecting yeah. a resolution in this area, and, and here we go. Mm-hmm. But um, so I really enjoyed that. So I would recommend picking that up. I read Tracker by Gary Paulson. Have you read this one? No. It's you know. I'm pretty off. sure the only Gary Paulson book I've read is Hatchet. Hatchet. Okay. Yeah. This is about a. Uh, 
a kid who's Brian. I'm sure. No, it's not Brian. <laughs> okay, it's, it's a it's a Brian surrogate. He's very very similar okay. to uh, to Brian. I'm but also lost in the wilderness. <laughs> lives with his grandparents. His grandpa is diagnosed with terminal cancer. Uh-huh. He's got to take over as like the hunter for the, the family. Tracker. Yeah, and so he he is like. Basically, most of the book is just him tracking a doe, so it was pretty good. Not, on, not on the level of like Hatchet, but right. it was still very good, and it was a quick read, so I enjoyed. Was that. it sad? Uh, yeah, but it had kind of a, a hopefulness mm. to it in the end. Uh, I read <laughs> Interstellar, the novelization by Greg Keyes, I, and I really liked it. I just don't get it. It's so it's so funny <laughs> that you just not. I mean, I know you read novelizations. Yeah. Specifically for superhero movies when they well, come out, some, but yeah, just to I mean, find I, out, you just randomly five years later. Yeah, so. I don't know. I, I don't guess know. It's what, not five years. I don't know what came in over me. I just three years uh, later wanted to do it. Yeah, uh, we talk a little bit about guilty pleasures with Julie Spencer Fleming. That would be mine. Novelizations. Novelizations. Yeah, yeah. but I did really like it. So it okay. just read like a good sci-fi novel. Yeah. Finally, I read a book called Lennon Remembers, which is um, compiled by a series of. Rolling Stone interviews that John Lennon did uh, right as the Beatles broke up. So like 1971, when everything is really like fresh and raw. So that's when John's in high jerk mode. You'd think, but no, actually he was pretty, like he had a pretty good perspective and he was like irritated with Paul, but he never was like, you know, he's garbage and he's, he added nothing. I mean, he really like, he saved that for later yeah. or earlier, but he really copped to the fact that like, it wouldn't have happened without Paul and like what they had mm-hmm. um, in their partnership and everything. So it was, it was a fascinating read. How, I really how long enjoyed is that, that book. If it's just, um, it was long. I mean, huh? it, it was like not quite 200 pages, yeah. uh, but it's a very conversational interview. So it kind of bounces around. Yoko pops up in every once in a while. Whew. Yeah, like just Yoko. like on your John Lennon album. Yeah, that's right, exactly. So it's just rolling along. John's answering questions, and then Yoko pops in with like a. So didn't really. I guess yeah. you haven't heard that Yoko. Mu- yeah, yeah, that's Yoko Ono music right yeah. there. Yeah, no, I guess I've so, avoided her. No, no, I'm not a big Yoko fan. Okay. So yeah. anyway, you hide it well. Hey, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it though. Right. Uh, that's it. So that's, I'm I'm working on a couple of things. I finished those mm-hmm. and. So it was a, it was a good uh, weekend for reading. Now's not the time because we're recording a podcast, but I want you to cast the uh, wow. the Beatles and Yoko as X Men characters later. Wow. Okay. So I we'll want do. you to be thinking I'll about that. I'll make a note. I'll who's make a Cyclops? Note. Is, I guess the question. Oh boy. Is any of the, are any of them Cyclops? I don't think so. No. So who's Wolverine? It's John. I, I, yeah. Right? Yeah. He goes where he wants to go. All right. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, then it's like, who does he not get along with? That yeah. kind of makes Paul Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, sort of he's like the leader. leader. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. All right. So, well, we got to stop casting it now. We do. We do. So that makes uh, Yoko, Jean Grey, <laughs> though, taken over stop, by the Dark Phoenix. Yeah, you're right. All right. Now we're okay. done. Okay, that's it. Put okay. a pin in it. Yep. All right. Uh, so, well, let's talk book news. Okay. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. What's new on the horizon? All right. So these are the books. This is uh, book news, and these are the books that are coming out. April 4th. Okay. All right. So we have five James Patterson books coming out. Wow. Just kidding. April Fool's. Uh, I didn't hear that. Stop. All right. All right. All by Myself Alone by Mary Higgins Clark coming out April 4th. Just Mary Higgins Clark? Yes. Okay. I wondered if it was. She's all by herself. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Okay. Yeah, I guess that fits more with her like song lyric books. Oh. Than the like Cinderella murder. Yeah, this is a glamorous cruise on a luxurious ocean oh, liner. Oh, that's right. I remember this. Turns yes. deadly in the latest mystery. I might read this. She's, she's after the, some of that sweet, sweet uh, woman in Kevin 10 money. Yeah, she is. So, she is. Not that she probably needs the chase I find, trends. I find Mary Higgins Clark books to be uh, just 
they're harmless. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? It's just yeah. sort of like you just sit through, you flip through, and you're like, yeah, okay, okay, you know, harmless. Sure. All right, that's all. Queen of Suspense, Mary Higgins Clark. Yeah, got it. All right, baby, take a bow. Ooh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, a Grace Street mystery. Have you heard of a Grace Street mystery? I don't think I have. Maybe this is the first book. Maybe Camden's friend Rufus Jackson receives a letter from his ex-wife Bobby, and he's surprised to learn. He's the father of a baby. Bum, bum, bum. But when Bobby is found murdered in her home and her baby Ooh, stolen, look out. Rufus becomes a suspect number one. Wow. P.I. David Randall immediately takes the case. They got dark there. Yeah. Well, baby, take a bow. Yeah. Uh, castles. Oh, this is nonfiction. Okay. Castles. Their History and Evolution in Medieval Britain by His- Mark Morris. History of Castles. Yeah. Okay. You're a fan of castles, right? Sure. Yeah. I'm, I probably... Like the most in Age of Empires. Yeah. You just build not, a whole Not in the real life. Yeah. So you're not going to sit down and read castles, fill up a nice sudsy tub, and just sit back and read the history of castles? I have been in a Japanese castle in Okinawa. Really? Yeah. Huh. I've also been in a castle in, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this, uh, the Middle East uh, when heard, I was in Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Just well, in the uh, I've been in a white castle. <laughs> we have a castle back home in Massachusetts in my hometown Haverhill called oh, Winnie Kinney Castle. Uh-huh. I don't know how it ever got there. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if there were knights. I don't know if there was a king of Haverhill, Maybe. Massachusetts for a Probably. while. Probably, yeah. All right, so John Lithgow has a book, oh. My Italian Bulldozer by Alexander McCall Smith. Because in this picture, he looks like John Lithgow. Oh, he looks Lithgow. like John Lithgow. Yeah. Okay. Not in yeah. real life, though. So. Yes. Yes, and the, if folks remember, when, when McCall Smith was here, he told the story of this Italian bulldozer, and it brought down the house. Yeah. So if you want to... But he told it like a, a real story. Yeah. He tricked us all. Yeah. What a liar. But now, um, I wonder how, um, how long the book itself is. I've got it right on my shelf. I have an advanced copy. Oh. So it's, it's standard. 240 pages. Yeah. That's a... It's a lot to just yeah. be like, I'm driving a bulldozer. Yeah, it's interesting. He doesn't do a lot of non-series books. He, he only okay. has a few. No one is coming to save us, Nick. Oh, boy. No, uh, that's the name of the book. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Powell Watts. Tells you exactly what you need to know. Uh, this has been named one of the most anticipated books of 2017 by Entertainment Weekly, well, Nylon, hmm. Ellie, Red Book, W Magazine, and the Chicago Review of Books. Interesting. Uh, I do not think I've heard of this book. Well, Did we cover this on our anticipated books of 2017? Did you read it from a list? I don't, it doesn't sound familiar to me. J.J. Ferguson has returned home to Pinewood, North Carolina to build his dream house and to pursue his high, his high Is school Is he a sadistic architect? Ava. No, oh. I don't think so. Okay. But as he re-enters his former world, where factories are in decline and the legacy of Jim Crow is still felt, he's startled to find that the people he once knew and loved have changed just as much as he has. Ooh, that sounds like a downer. Uh-oh. His uh, high school sweetheart, Ava, yeah. she's now married. Uh-oh. And desperate for a baby. Oh, come on. But she can't seem to carry one on term. That's sad. Wow. Her husband, Henry, has grown distant, frustrated by the demise of the furniture industry. We've all been frustrated by the demise, demise of the furniture, furniture industry. industry. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff Actually, going on. Actually, I do need a couch. I've needed a couch for months and months. So Whoa, hold well, on. Yeah. No One Is Coming to Save Us is a revelatory debut from an insightful voice with echoes of the great Gatsby. Oh, look out. Yeah. Taking out the big guns for that. Wow. Well, Drag- it sounds very depressing. This is going to uh, shock you when I read this book. Okay. Ragdoll by Daniel Cole. <laughs> no. Oh, so it was a spit take. Was so, so William much. Fox, right? Yeah. A controversial detective known as the Wolf. What? Has just been reinstated to his post after he was suspended for assaulting a vindicated suspect. Okay. Still under psychological I'm evaluation, for the part. Fox returns to the force eager for a big case. When his former partner and friend, Detective Emily Baxter, calls him to a crime scene, he's sure this is it. 
The body is made of dismembered parts of six victims oh my sewn together like a puppet. What? A corpse that becomes known as the ragdoll. Yikes. Okay, yes, that, that was shocking. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. So Man. also, uh, William Fox, a, he's a suspect. Are you picking the grossest, <laughs> like most downer books you can no, find? No, no, okay, no. All right. The Lost Order by Steve I mean, Barry. Castles was up there. But. Castles, yeah. You, you ever read a Steve, Steve Barry book? No, I haven't. All right. I have the Romanoff Prophecy, but I haven't read it. Oh, okay. Well, he has a new book, The Lost Order. Uh, this was an order that got lost, and yeah. now we, we found it. Yeah, yeah. I get, that would be the sequel, The Found Order. We found it. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> it was for... Uh, lost Order, yeah. colon, Lost No More. Yeah. Uh, it was a hamburger Lost Order Restored. French fries. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> the Chosen, a novel of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Ooh. This is book 15 of 15. You know who this is? Christine Feehan? J.R. Ward. Oh, okay. They're kind of in the similar... Yeah, I don't know. I think it, so. J.R. Ward, her books are always bigger, though. They are. Yeah, and they're huge. we put them in sci-fi sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we never can decide, because it's just yeah. straight up, like, supernatural romance. Yeah. All right, so we got some uh, nonfiction here. It's a lot. The Most Beautiful, My Life with Prince. Oh. By Métis you Garcia. You have to be rich to should I stop? Or? Yeah, just okay. turn the prince off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, was that you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Never Unfriended, The Secret to Finding and Keeping Lasting Friendships by Lisa Jo Baker. Huh. If anybody needs this, it's you and me. Yeah. We unfriend and friend each other nonstop. I know. It's terrible. I know. Yeah. Last week, I unfriended you. Yeah, and I unfriended Two weeks, you. Yeah. Remember that time we blocked each other? Yeah. It was just... Yeah, double block. Yeah. 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 Well... Let's not unfriend each other. I don't again. think we should. Okay. We've got to read this book and just get it together. Well, you should. You should be the one to read it. Well, I think probably you should. I I don't need to read it. You know what, Mister? Blocked. No. Unfriended. Oh. And seen. That was yeah. a cautionary tale, folks. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. don't read this book, you could end up like the characters Eric and I just portrayed. Yeah. So, yeah. a character that's a little bit too close to home. A little bit. A yeah. little bit too much like Nick in real life. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one more nonfiction book. Hey, how do you unfollow someone on Twitter? <laughs> Uh, Just kidding. I know how to do that. Nevertheless, a memoir by Alec Baldwin. Oh. Yeah. They actually use a... Uh, Boss Baby himself coming in with a, uh, yeah. a new... You think he talks about that? Boss, Boss Baby? Baby? Yeah, probably. <laughs> they use a current picture of him, too. Okay. I would have gone with, like, 1980s Alec oh, Baldwin. Oh, 80s, like the shadow Baldwin, right? When he's like, the next big thing's just over the horizon. Right? Yeah. Good looking. All right, some teen books. All right. Defy the Stars by <sighs> Claudia Gray. You're going all out. Claudia Gray wrote a Star Wars book you read. Did you read Bloodlines? I did. Yeah. And I read... Uh, Lost Stars. Lost Stars. Yeah. All right, so what's this book about? She's a, sh- a soldier. Naomi Vindel is a 17-year-old girl sworn to protect her planet, Genesis. Look out. He's a machine. Oh. Abandoned in space for years, utterly alone, Abel has advanced programming that's begun to evolve. Wow. Yeah. I still need to finish her uh, Thousand Pieces of You series. Uh-huh. By reading the second and third book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Jem and Dixie by Sarah Zar. It's a story about sisters. Jem has never known what it is to have security. Been there. Yeah. She's never known as an adult she can truly rely on. Sure. Yeah. But the one constant in her life has been Dixie. Jem grew up taking care of her sister when no one else could. Not their mother, whose issues make it hard for her to keep food on the table, and definitely not their father, who's... Intermediate presence is the only thing mm. worse than his frequent absence. Wow. So that's real. Even as Jem and Dixie have grown apart, they've always had each other. That's real. So those are both, those two books are being added to our young adult section. Exciting. And one more thing okay. Saga Volume 7. This is Brian K. Oh, Vaughn's graphic series, yeah. Graphic series that I've been reading. This is the next one. It 
I almost feel like this might be the last one, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I haven't seen anything but Volume 8 in a long time. This is good. This All has right. been going on for a Exciting while. Stuff. We have the first three volumes in our collection. Yes, we do. Interested. In the adult graphics, yeah. Pretty graphic. Yes, they are. Gross. Yeah. So I might not... <laughs> Both adult and graphics. So I would not suggest it to... Uh... It's a good place for them. Teens, kids. Kids, yeah. teens. Yeah. The light of heart. Yeah. Well, many of these and many more can be found in our new book section here yeah. in the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. Adult section, kids yeah. section. YA's mm-hmm. got its own little corner. Mm-hmm. So exciting stuff uh here's some advanced notices so these are things you can pick up in your library this week this very week yeah uh but what i'm going to talk about now these are ones that you can mark on your calendar put a little circle on that date and be like only only two more months till the next circle uh, your calendar johnny boggs western comes out johnny boggs yeah so eric uh mark you want a pen so you can write this down i'll just the kansas city cowboys by johnny d boggs now this is (laughs) this is coming to you in large print Okay. Western's very popular genre in the in the in the large print game yeah. here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Seventeen-year-old Silver King dreams of becoming a working cowboy. His mother, <laughs> however, has pushed him to be a baseball player, and oh, King geez. certainly has the arm to be a star pitcher. When the National League forms a team in Kansas City in 1886, both mother and son get uh-huh. their wishes. So great, yeah, that's that's coming to you in large print. What if he she had wanted him to be a football player and he joined? The Cowboys, the Dallas oh, Cowboys. Best of both worlds yeah. right there. I'd watch that show probably. <laughs> uh, oh, ho, ho. Bookshot, bookshot coming your way. Stop, stop bookshot yelling. alert. <laughs> okay. We and don't this, have a bookshot alert this one, thing. This one written by James Patterson solo. Really? Just James Patterson. He found time in his busy schedule to write yeah. 20 pages. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, this is called Detective Cross. Mm-hmm. The suspect is your patient, Dr. Cross. An anonymous caller has promised to set off deadly bombs in Washington, D.C., a cruel hoax or the real deal. By the time Alex Cross and his wife, Bree Stone, uncover the chilling truth, it may already be... In time? No. In all... Close to... No. Close to time. No. Clo- what? Too late. Ah. Oh. It might already be too late. Oh, shoot. So this is coming your way uh, in June. So those of you anxiously awaiting the next Alex Cross, I'm a fan of the Alex Cross series, but I'm not up to date. Do you think it's just like a the lot first two books. chapters of a Alex Cross book he's been it writing? It could be. Yeah, probably. He's like, ah, oh, boy, I'm beat. I'm going to yeah. stop right there. <laughs> uh, Amanda Quick coming out with a new one, The Girl Who Knew Too Much. Amanda mm-hmm. Quick, the best-selling author of Till Death Do Us Part, transport readers to 1930s California, where glamour and seduction spawn mm-hmm. a multitude of sins. Ooh. Coming your way in May. Yeah. If you're, you're going to go sin, I always say sin bigger, sin home. Yeah, you do so always you say that. you want a multitude of sins. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is, uh, I have mixed feelings about this, because while I loved Bridge of Sighs, Eric and I were both bitten by a large book called Nobody's Fool. Oh, never again. Hate Never again. So Richard Russo coming out with a new one called Trajectory. Following the best-selling Everybody's Fool, a new collection of short fiction that demonstrates that Richard Russo, winner of the Pulitzer Prize for Empire Falls, is also a master of this genre. Spoiler alert, I didn't like Empire Falls either. Yeah. So yep. that's kind of what told me that maybe I'm not a Richard Russo fan. Yeah. Maybe I just liked Bridge of Sighs. Yeah. I also really like that old Cape Magic, but all the other stuff I've read by him, not a fan. Did you like the Spielberg film uh, Bridge of Spies? It was kind of underwhelming, to be oh. honest. Nothing to do with Richard Russo, but I was a little underwhelmed by okay. it. Did you watch that movie? Uh, yeah. Were you underwhelmed? Or were you... It was fine. Okay. It, was, it just felt like... Whelmed. Spiel, Spielberg's like... Now I'm telling more history stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess Lincoln was really good. I loved Lincoln. Yeah. So, you want to watch Lincoln? You loved, no, I'm okay. Okay, cool. I, I see it. Uh, finally, Anita Shreve. Uh-huh. The stars are fire. 
I guess that's kind of true. I mean, they're like burning gas. Plasma. Right. Plasma. The stars are fire (laughs) of questionable scientific background here. From the New York Times bestselling author of The Weight of Water and The Pilot's Wife and Uh Oprah's Book Club selection. You follow Oprah's Book Club pretty closely, if I recall, right? Oprah's Book Club? If Oprah says, read this book, you read it, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, An exquisitely suspenseful new novel about an extraordinary young woman. They like their adjectives here. Yeah. Tested by a catastrophic event, and it's devastating aftermath. Is this this real? You're not adding your own adjectives? I added nothing to that. No. If we were doing a drinking game, I'd be on the floor right now. Based on the true story of the largest fire in Maine's history. Hey, you know who's from Maine? Or who lives in Maine right now? Julie Spencer Fleming. Really? Coming up later on this very episode. My wife lived in Maine for a little bit. Yes, actually, they bonded about that. Okay. True story. Uh, That's it. I mean, there's there's plenty more things coming. Sure. Those are the ones I pulled out to to share with you. Well, yeah. Go on. Let's talk New York Times bestsellers. Okay, yeah. Let's let's read the top 10 books on the New York Times bestsellers list. I'm ready. Uh, Though, knocked off the top 10 this week. Lincoln in the Bardo and Exit West. Oh, boy. Two, big, two books that I saw uh, everywhere when I went shopping yeah. over the weekend. Exit um, West. I actually think I might read both Lincoln in the Bardo and Exit West. Well, I'm putting Lincoln in the Bardo on the book club schedule for 2018, so Ooh. you can sign up for that. You better hope you like it. I better hope. Uh, all right, so number 10, new this week, is Man Overboard by J.A. Jantz. Man Overboard! J.A. Jantz, a, a writer, not a Muppet, Not a Muppet. Because yep. we were thinking of Janice. Yeah, we were thinking so, of Janice. Yeah. Uh, she probably could write though. Yeah, if you so wanted. this is the this is the novelization of the Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn film. That's just overboard. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, so so I guess this would be the funny sequel where uh, Kurt Russell's the one. He's to the go, one overboard. And he has oh amnesia, and Goldie wow. Hawn. That's perfect. Yeah, I love that. So all right, uh, number nine, two weeks on the list: The Devil's Triangle by Catherine Coulter and J. T. Ellison. Mm-hmm. Oh, they track evil twins who can control the weather. Ooh, it's very so. Joyce Carol Oatesian of them. Except for the weather control. The weather control. Yeah. Eight. The whole thing on twins. Yep. Eight is also new this week. Mangrove lightning. Randy Wayne White. Those are just random words. Doc Ford, a Florida marine biologist and former government agent, investigates a series <laughs> of killings near Marco Island. Polo. Okay. Man, that's some mangrove lightning right there. Yeah, mangrove lightning. I'm really impressed that you said Randy Wayne white yes that's hard so. to say yeah i even knew what i was gonna say and i got there and was like i'm unsure i i panicked so, halfway i know i saw i saw the look on your face uh number seven dangerous games by danielle Steele. Wait. any comment on daniel no. Steele? no okay no uh oh new this week the tea girl of hummingbird lane by lisa c okay what did, she was just on this list a year ago or something for something. She's pretty popular. When she when for she puts something, something out, something. it tends to do well. Unlike Danielle Steele, who has something on like today's, the advance notices, and the best yeah. list. There's never a time when Danielle Steele's not on a list. Uh, a woman from rural China becomes a tea seller and eventually moves to California, where the daughter she gave up for adoption lives. Hmm. Uh-oh. Look out. The Cutthroat. Oh, he's he debuted number one last week, and Eight. now he's at five. Okay. Clive Cussler and Justin Scott. I'm surprised it is still on the list. Really? Yeah. Okay. You think it has like the longevity of a Star Wars book? I guess. Okay. Yeah. Number four. Uh, this has been here for seven weeks. Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Uh-huh. Our copy just got checked out. Yeah, it did. Number three. Ah, number two and three have the same sales this week. Okay. So let's see who tied. They're both new this week. Cool. So, If Not For You by Debbie McCumber. Mm-hmm. An unlikely relationship is tested. That's, that's it. Okay. That's all we're given. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I think when you hear Debbie McCumber, you know what you're... You know it's an unlikely you know relationship. You know what you're going to get. it's going to be so, tested. All right. Yep. And number two, Vicious Circle by C.J. Box. C.J. Box. Newly released from prison, 
Dallas Cates tries to exact revenge on the Wyoming game warden, Joe Pickett. Joe who Pickett. put him in there. Yeah. C.J. Box is one of our biggest movers here. Yeah. Him, David Baldacci, uh-huh. up there. Okay. Yep. Number one, new this week, Mississippi Blood by Greg Kinnear. Isles? Greg Isles. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Penn Cage, now the mayor of Mississippi, a town in Mississippi, uh-huh. investigates the secrets of his family in the South to save his and his father's lives in the conclusion to the Nichez Burning Trilogy. Okay. There you go. Yep. I think it's, oh, it's Nichez, Mississippi. I don't know why I could read it once and then that's not right. the other. Yeah. But that's the New York Times bestsellers Once list, you man. were familiar with it, you were When's the last time you've read something that was on the bestsellers list? Uh, like you read it while it was on the sellers list. Mine was uh, The Girls. Well, Underground Railroad. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, there you go. The Whistler, John Grisham. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Gross. Whatever that last Mary Higgins Clark one was. Couldn't tell you. You know. All right. I as, should be able to tell you. By, I'm part of a was, book podcast. You yes, you way? are. Yeah, you should be able to pull it out. Well... I'm excited about this uh, this next little bit here. Okay. So over the weekend, we had a visit from uh, someone you may or may not have heard of, Eric. Julie Spencer Fleming. I've heard of her. Oh, you have? Good. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. This was, we, you know, whenever we have a visit. Fountain filled with chocolate? Blood. Fountain filled with blood. Oh, my gosh. Very, very That's grisly. so much worse. I know, it is. Whenever we do, whenever we have an author visit, we always put their books out on a display. This time, we hardly ever had a book checked in right. we have all of her books we have some in large print and standard print so uh-huh. more than just the the number constantly Gone. checked out yeah we're doing it for the book club can't get enough copies so this yeah. you know this was an author that uh, our, our readers here are particularly yeah. fond of so we were very lucky to have her unlucky was mm-hmm. that you had to be out of town when she came it's true because... i had to travel i was visiting family yeah. so i wasn't here yeah but you, you kind of were here my my face you were here in on spirit. a yeah, so she, she gave a great talk in the auditorium. Yeah. She uh, signed books, mm-hmm. uh, and she also participated in a little podcast called The All the Book Show. Take five is what, she, is yeah. what you did. Yeah, yeah, That's what, yeah. She joined us for a little Did you think five. I was segueing to the interview right I there? I thought you were, yeah. Oh, I no, I wouldn't take that away transition. from you. Okay. All right. So Eric wasn't there, no. but I felt that his presence needed to be. Yeah. So I printed out a goofy picture that he took when he first got new glasses. It wasn't a goofy. It put was it a on very a nice picture. I put it on the table. Yeah. And whenever you were referenced, uh-huh. that picture came up, and it was like you were there. Thanks. I think we all really yeah. felt it. So without further ado, let's uh, listen in. Take five. All the books presents Author Spotlight. Are you guys ready? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Good evening and welcome to a very special episode of the All the Book Show. A special episode not in the 90s sitcom way, but uh, the specialness here is two two parts. First, we get a special guest here, Julia Spencer Fleming. Julia, say hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. And the second special thing is that for the very first time, we have a live audience. So guys, are you having fun so far? Yeah, I think I picked that up. Anyway, I'm Nick Gunning. Co-host is not with me today, so say hello to Eric Mickles. There he is, everyone. <laughs> he's got charm. He's got style. He's anyway. got a hipster beard. He does, a little does. bit. Yeah, yeah, it's a great picture of Eric there. Anyway, Julia, what I'd like to do today is uh, have you on a special Take 5 segment of our podcast. So we have uh, five questions prepared for you. The first is this, question one in the Take 5. Was it daunting to start a second novel after In the Bleak Midwinter was met with such a positive response? It was 
it was daunting to finish the second novel. I had already begun it before the first book, In the Bleak Midwinter, started popping up with lots of awards. It swept several awards, yeah. It swept a lot of awards. It got reviewed in major newspapers, and it was a big deal. And I was about halfway through A Fountain Filled with Blood, my second book, and I started to think, what am I going to do? I had no idea what I'd done in the first book (laughs) that made it so good. And I had this horrible image that, you know, the second book was going to be like a failed pancake, you know, and I'd have to (laughs) throw it away, and it was going to be an awful flop. I was very, very nervous about it. And, of course, people will tell you when you're published that uh, your sophomore book never does as well as your first book Mm. does. So I was biting my nails and, and crossing my fingers. Okay. Yeah. Is there is there one that you've been proudest of? Um, I think the one that I'm personally most attached to maybe is One Was a Soldier. Okay. Uh, the story of a group of people from my small upstate town coming back to Miller's Kill after serving in various ways in the war because it's fascinating. We do not have the widespread participation in the military that we used to. You go back a generation or two and everybody had, you know, their dad was in the military, their uncle, you know, everybody had that picture on the wall. We don't have that nowadays. It's a much more small, selective portion of the population. And I wanted to be able to have my readers feel like they personally knew someone who had served and been through that experience by reading my book. And I got some really wonderful feedback about it. And so I feel like that was something that was a little bit more than just an entertaining mystery. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Uh, number two, was there a particular author or book that inspired you as a child? Goodness, as a child. Um, my favorite books as a child were The Mystery of the Mushroom Planet. <laughs> not, not a mystery. Yeah, I don't know who knows that out there. You'll have to put it up as a link on the website. All right. These were fantastic series of books about kids who like built their own rocket ship and flew off to the mushroom planet. And there was incredible adventures and <laughs> exciting things. And um, as a child, I actually tried to make my own mushroom planet in the attic. Um, I... I sort of built props and had cardboard boxes with mushrooms, large, large mushrooms, not little ones, Mm. on them, uh, indicating that not for the first time that I really wanted to live inside a book. (laughs) If if we don't run the dehumidifier in the auditorium, we can actually grow mushrooms right down here. You have the mushroom planet here in the library. That's right. So that was, children's lit is really uh, more Eric's specialty than mine. So Eric, Mm -hmm. any follow-ups? No, he's good. All right, that's fine. Uh, You sort of touched on this a little bit, but I'm going to ask it anyway because it was an interesting answer. If you weren't writing about Claire and Russ, what other genre might interest you? Science fiction. Science fiction. Science fiction is what I started out attempting to write, and it was what I really read the most as a teen and as a young adult. Um, And I got away from it for a while, and I actually am reading a lot of it now. I find it's very hard for me to read crime fiction while I'm writing Mm. um, because one of two things happens. Either I wind up copying somebody else's brilliant idea, you know, five days later I'll be like, you know, I think I... I think I've seen something like this. Well, I actually just stole it from, you know, one of of my friends that I just read. Um, Or... I read something that's really good, and I'm plunged into the slough of despond. Um, I made the mistake of reading Steve Hamilton, who's a fantastic writer, once 
when I was right in the middle of the book and he's just brilliant with this beautiful clear clean prose and I just went into a total funk I thought I'll never be this good it's so bad everything is so wordy so I read a lot of science fiction I love it I'm not very good at it. I'm not good at, at writing. At, no, I'm good at writing. I'm just <laughs> science. Thanks, thanks. No, at writing God. sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come to the David Sorry, A. Howe Library. Right. Yeah, the, 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 murder yeah, library. the murder library. The murder library, library as she called it's, it. Wow. Uh, no, I think I'm pretty good at writing. But science fiction involves world building, uh, creating a whole unique, you know, structure for it. And I'm not that good at it. Mostly I'm really good at thinking up why and how to kill people. Oh, okay. All right. So you better be nice to me, Nick. I will. I will. Do you have a current favorite? Sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi. I, you know, I just finished reading John Scalzi's latest, and I love his books. They're very accessible. If you are someone who has not read science fiction before, I urge you to try them because they're just just what would we call them? You know, just ripping good yarns. Sounds good uh, to me. Mm-hmm. You know who else likes John Scalzi? Eric. <laughs> big fan. Look how excited I, he is. I truly really... wish that we had video to go along with I, this. Yeah, so we should have. could see the Eric on a stick. I know. He's... That's making his appearance here. <laughs> he's actually this skinny in real life. So it's, uh... <laughs> he is very excited nice. looking. He up. is. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> This sort of dovetails on what we're talking about here, but what is your guilty pleasure, book-wise? Oh, gosh. A book that maybe you wouldn't run out and be like, hey, I just read this book, but one that you um, secretly love. Well, you know, I I confess I like romance, which you might guess from reading my books, because they have a very strong romantic subplot in them. And it's kind of a shame. Romance is the number one best-selling genre in this country, bar none. But it's kind of, it really is sort of a guilty pleasure, you know? it's I like reading romance and you, you feel like you have to pull yeah. it out of its brown paper wrapper you know what that's one of the great advantages of reading your ebook it's like when you've got your kindle up people think you're reading proust and you know you're actually it's like sucking up love's <laughs> lusty loins or something so. <laughs> uh, all right so our uh, last question here in our take five you write from both a male and female perspective in the series now do you do you sit down and think i'm writing a male now i'm writing a female now does it just come naturally to you are there certain steps you take um well the flip answer that i like to give is that writing for a male point of view is easy you just figure out what a woman would say and then you subtract 80 percent of what she says (laughs) (laughs) um I I actually do find it fairly natural. I do have to think about it, but I very much enjoy getting into the mindset of, you know, one of my major viewpoint characters is a 50-year-old chief of police in a small town, and it requires me as a writer to use a lot more indirection, maybe. Men very frequently, and certainly a man like, like Russ Van Alstyne, they don't say everything. They really don't put it all out there. And you have to learn to decipher what's going on inside by what he's doing on the outside. And so that leads to, I think, I hope, a a richer style of writing. Mm -hmm. Claire is a priest and as well as a woman, and so she is incredibly voluble and in touch with people's emotions and and she'll talk all day and russ isn't and i need to show who he is Mm -hmm. using other things besides just just his words and i hope i do it well well uh, do you think she does it well folks there you go all right what about what about eric what does he think eric what do you think 
He's smiling. He is. I think he I, really likes he's it. He's a little starstruck, if we're being honest. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, on behalf of myself and Eric and the David A. Howe Public Library, we're so uh, thankful that you came. We had a great time tonight, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Nick. Fantastic, Nick. <laughs> it really was a lot of fun, and okay. I'm, I'm, I was, so, she was so game to do it. That was yeah. the fun thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, we had talked about. It. We've it's been... funny you say game. I, I think patient. <laughs> Maybe. No. Maybe. No. But um, yeah, she, you know, we had been conversing via email for quite a while now. Uh-huh. Uh, she and I actually met in 2014 at the Nyland Conference, right. and I'd mentioned something. Oh, we'd love to have you come sometime. And mm-hmm. you know, ever, since then we've thought, oh, what about this date? What about this date? And it just never worked. So right. finally, it did. Uh, so we'd emailed back and forth quite a lot and so i told her that you know we we were going to be uh, we record a podcast and we'd love to have her do the take five and she just was in it mm-hmm. you know no hesitations nothing she just was like yes let's do it uh and it really I, I sent her the questions i was going to ask but that was it i mean no prep or anything like that so we just um started off by she gave her talk mm-hmm. uh talked about her writing process how she got published her different books really fascinating topic i think if you're someone who you know, is interested in writing yourself. She touched on a lot of things that I think, you know, would really be inspirational and just right. interesting. Uh, fans you like of her the kids, book. Uh, I think... the, book, the kids' books that she read? Yeah. The Mushroom Planet books? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, we have like three or four of those in our collection See, downstairs. I'd never heard of these. We actually have two she copies them. of Stowaway to oh. the Mushroom Planet here. Wow. We got a mystery for Mr. Bass, or it, it might be Mr. Bass. Could I'm be. never sure. Yeah. Uh, and time and Mr. Bass yeah. or Mr. Bass again, not sure. Yeah, she brought that up, and I, I had, I didn't know at all. Ann Burlingham from the bookstore was like, "Yeah!" So oh, really? there was at least one Mushroom Planet fan okay. in the audience. Yeah. But I guess I just thought of the old. Uh, you might not recognize the there's old uh, computer games that you had to play in DOS called mm-hmm. Commander Keen. Uh-huh. You went to like a vegetable planet at one point, <laughs> and so I just imagined uh, somebody with like a, a kid with a football helmet and a space gun. Jumping around on mushrooms. Yeah. So, hey, that if, sounds if good. they're anything like Commander Keen, I'm in. Yeah. Wow. That's a six book series, the Mushroom Planet yeah. thing. So, right. yeah. Anyway, so her, her initial Were talk. Were you on a spotlight on the Mushroom Planet here? <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but her initial talk was just a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. she was very relaxed. The, the whole thing just felt really conversational. And I think the, the audience that was there felt, you know, involved and engaged. So I think it was just, uh, yeah. I mean, I had a great time. And everybody I talked to afterwards seemed to really enjoy it. So mm-hmm. uh, she did that initial talk. And then we just hopped right into the take five. We yeah. had a... Uh, we had a table set up on stage, so we opened that up yeah. and did the take five. Yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, she took questions from the audience. And so, again, nice. just a, a great dialogue yeah. happening. Uh, and I think it was just really successful yeah. all along. So my wife and I got a couple of the books that we haven't read from her uh-huh. series. We haven't read all of them. Um, so we got some of the later ones and had those signs. She signed a lot of uh, our library copies, so mm-hmm. they have a nice little inscription, Ooh. too. Yeah. David A. Howe patrons. and Yeah. Just seemed uh, seemed really happy to be yeah. here, seemed to really enjoy the library, enjoy meeting everybody. Yeah. Uh, it was quite a long trip for her, about a seven-hour trip. That's how far I so, traveled this yeah. weekend. Maybe you guys could have carpooled. Maybe. So. <laughs> but we were Next going time. in the different Next opposite time. directions yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and I told her if she's ever anywhere near this library, you know, give me a call because we'd love to have her back. Yeah. Uh, so I think a lot of, especially just the word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this is what happened after we had Archer Mayer in 2014. You know, a lot of people who didn't come mm-hmm. and just kept hearing these great things. And so his, the circulation of Archer Mayer books just went way up yeah. because people were just interested. Yeah. He's and now think, the Archer Mayor of the yeah, library. The Archer Mayor of the library. And I think the same thing's going to happen here. I mean, yeah. already it was kind of a struggle yeah. to get people to have yeah. these books. Yeah, to get more. And she did tease that she's she's working on a book book nine, ooh, uh, and eight ends on a cliffhanger. So the, the book ah. club here was very like, find out when the next book's coming out. Right. So 
working on book nine. Okay. And contracted to do a tenth as well. Ooh. So uh, who knows beyond that? But yeah. I think you've got at least two uh, Claire and Russ novels. You're actually contracted you, to do so. another 200 episodes of this podcast. Of this podcast. Well, wow. once you reach 100, you have to do then 200 do. more. Got to make it to an even 300. Yeah. We're coming up close on 300. Yeah. We got a while to go yeah. for 300. On 100, we're coming up close. Yeah. On 100. Yeah. But I, I'm, I actually get to retire and just uh, oh, survive off royalties really? in about three more episodes. But I have to keep it going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All Again, right. as your manager, I really, really yeah. think I did a number on your contract. Yeah, and I think that um, hiring you as my manager was probably a mistake. Yeah. I just think there's a conflict of interest there. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Like I have none. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she was very taken with your picture. By the Great. way, when we were talking, yeah, I don't know if you if you heard there, but she asked you for some follow up questions. Yeah. I heard her say I had a hipster really, beard, which I've say, never thought I've had say in my you life. Had a hipster beard. Look. In that picture, you yeah. can see it kind of looked like you had a little like Look, it's, shaggy it's from Scooby Doo going on. With, it's either you shave every day yep. or you have a beard. Yep, it's rough, yep. and so I shave once a month. So, so this is a sore spot. <laughs> so Julia, yeah. Julia Spencer Fleming really, yeah. really poked the yeah, bear. Yeah, she she's, she found she found the one thing I'm sensitive she's, about. She's made my an enemy today. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I did. I mean, it was with those new like thick frame glasses. Yeah. So like, if I had my if I had my acoustic guitar in the picture, yeah. she would have been like dead yeah. on, holding like a little latte or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Julia Spencer Fleming, if you're listening, yeah. I didn't feel comfortable just calling her Julia. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not, not a mad. personal friend like yeah. I am. So <laughs> That's true. I understand. I, I appreciate but. the the hipster beard. It made my it. You killed my wife. Yeah, she, she thought it was hilarious. Yeah, she did. I should. I should definitely like make that. sure that people know she didn't actually kill my wife. No, she he, is. She's fine. She does wife, write murder mysteries. Your wife is so, fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope she writes one about this library now. Yeah. I yeah. anytime if Russ and Claire go to a library, mm-hmm. I'm going to be waiting. Overdue. And then the spooky back stairwell that went yeah. to an underground bunker. Yeah. I'll be like, I know that. It's the yeah. murder library. I mean, the how library. <laughs> oh, jeez. Overdue to death. <laughs> now I'm doing it. Yeah. So. We probably, if, if she's actually listening, we probably shouldn't be giving out all these great ideas. That's true. Overdue to death yeah. and uh, checked out to death. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if, Julie, if you need any help, you've got my email address. So yeah. we, can, we can send titles. Yeah. Uh, where Eric can play some music for you on his guitar. Just to kind of set the mood. You don't want to... Yeah. Okay. It, it depends. I, I, I can play uh, a C chord, a G chord, and a D chord. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'll That's just play those right. nonstop. Yeah. I don't even think they're in the... Oh, geez. Yeah. My music theory. I don't have any. That's all right. All right. Let's get off that. Let's do it. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I guess just... It was great. Bottom yeah. line, it was a really great visit. Yeah. And so, uh, Julia, thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, those, Took us 85 episodes, and we finally got yeah, an author. We got it. We got a nice... Great. We got a great Julia, thank to, you for being our... The first author on the podcast to be interviewed. Yeah. It, it was a great interview. Yeah, it was a lot was of fun. Great. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite murder mystery series. So if you have a mystery series that you want us to talk mm-hmm. about, you can send it to us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at All the Book Show. Uh, we're on Facebook at just mm-hmm. David A. Howe Public Library. You can mm-hmm. always email us at wellsville.stls.org. Yeah. Uh, and, don't, and don't forget to rate the podcast. Yeah. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. All over the yeah. place. So I'll probably be talking more about the boxcar children. So less less that, about murder. That works. And more about hey. There's not a lot of like. Oh no, the neighbor's yeah. been murdered again, Billy. Right. We better solve. Yeah, it's more like Cindy's bunny's gone. We gotta find that yeah. bunny. <laughs> That's all right. But do send us your suggestions on favorite mystery series. Yeah. We'll try to cover them yeah. in episode 86. Yeah. Uh, let's don't just... cross the street when there are cars coming. That's good advice. Yeah. That's good advice. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. <laughs> oh, so, um, Library news? Let's do it. Yeah. What, wow. do, you got, what do you got coming up? Uh, we're showing the movie Sing. Ooh. I do not want to see that With movie. With Matthew McConaughey. I don't want to see that at all. You didn't see it at all? No. I thought you took your kid to see that. No, no it was Trolls. I, all right. Yeah, we did we're see Trolls. We're showing that Friday. So what is that? That's uh, April the 7th. 7th. Yep. Yep. April 7th at 3.30, 3.30. in the auditorium. Yep. 
Sing. Yep. So some of your favorite actors are in that. Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Scarlett Johansson. Other people, yeah. Uh, and then the Monday, right after that, on the 10th, we're doing a special Easter showing of the movie Hop, also at 3.30. So we got Fantastic. a couple of movies. James Franco's best film yet. A couple of movies <laughs> coming up. We've got a concert in the auditorium. April is a busy month for us, let me tell you. Yeah. But uh, our old friend Emma Time is coming back. Yeah. April 6, 7 o'clock. Um, uh, Angelica Radio listeners probably have heard her play mm-hmm. around, because she does, and she's great. But she also has a show on the Angelica Radio station. Yeah. So maybe you're tuning into that as well. Yeah. But you can see her live in person here on yep. April 6th at 7 o'clock. Book Club's currently finishing up A Fountain Filled with Blood by Julia Spencer Fleming. What? And then we're moving on to The Blessing Way by Tony Hillerman. Okay. Contemporary Classics, currently reading Keeper of Lost Causes by UC Adler Uh Olson. Plenty of room, plenty of copies for you to join us on any of those. So let us know if you want to do that. Anime Club, Teen yeah. Anime Club, uh, going strong. Which we every Wednesday at five thirty had your first anniversary. Yeah, that's year true. Two. We did. We had our one year anniversary. But honeymoon's uh, over. This Wednesday we start seasons two of uh, very popular animes. We're starting season two of Attack on Titan. I'll be there. So that's a big one. The yeah. first episode just uh, just got released online Saturday. Okay. So we're watching that, and we're watching. Uh, My Hero Academia season two. Now, the, and those are both series that we have in manga form. And oh. we're up to date with all the mangas as well. Yeah, Attack on Titan is still super popular. Attack on Titan. Yeah, people. It's been a long time coming for the second season of yeah. My oh. Hero Academia. Like the first season ended last summer. Okay. So less time, but Attack on Titan's been a few years. Wow. People have been waiting. Okay. So my wife is one of those. The wait's people. over. Yeah. Well, she's not a teen, so, so uh, we'll be we'll be watching those as they're released. Exciting. So that's exciting. Okay. Great. Yeah. Brought to us by Crunchyroll, right? Crunchyroll. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And our free okay. super subscription that's because right. we're sweet libraries. We are. We are sweet libraries. So, okay. Anything else? Oh boy. All right. Uh, the Teen Photo Show. That's uh, right. It's April, so that means uh, I can't remember. It was two or Take, three weeks. Yeah, we're taking. taking we're taking photos. So mm-hmm. if you're a teen or you know a teen who takes photos and uh, is looking for a chance to show them to the world, uh, we've got the Teen Photo Show, and uh, we do have a judge who comes. And uh, Brian we, Oglesby. Brian Oglesby. He's and, done it many years. This will be the seventh photo show, I believe. Yes. I don't know that he's done them all, but he's done yeah, he, most. Yeah, he, he, he always talks about how he enjoys doing yeah. it. He likes talking to the He's the great, there. too. Yeah. He's really good with the kids. So, so um, Teens. They'll, they'll be judged. <laughs> there will be prizes. Uh, it, it's a great time. And we cool. have a sweet reception with... Uh, a lot of uh, fruit bowls and yeah. vegetables. And, uh, <laughs> a lot of fruit. That, yeah, I got too it. much fruit last time. We had so much fruit. But it was okay because then I just brought it to Anime Club the next day. Yeah. And then there was still too much fruit yeah. left. Fought off scurvy with all that fruit. That's so. true. Good job. Uh, two creatures on this on this planet, Nick, yeah. can get scurvy. Yeah. Human beings and guinea pigs. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. No wonder you've always felt that kinship between guinea pigs. Yeah. I am like, hey, you know what? I also fear scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I don't want to Have you seen the, the symptoms of scurvy? No, but Let's I don't want to talk about it. Let's end the podcast. Scurvy. That's right. All right. Well, uh, special thanks to our guest, Julia Spencer Fleming. Uh, thanks to you for tuning in. And we'll I see should... you. Sorry, I was just nodding as you were saying yes, stuff. Yes, it's not like me. Yes, special thanks. Special thanks from me and Eric. This is why I wasn't there. Yeah, I <laughs> This don't... is why I was I, on a stick. I work a lot better with Julia Spencer Fleming <laughs> and Eric's head on a stick, but that's neither oh here gosh. nor there. So, uh, anyway, thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next week, episode 86. All right, we're off. You're, you're going to have to put. He's going to have to put the picture of Eric up on the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, up on the the. the I'm actually I'm actually order. thinking of mass producing these because <laughs> I think. Because who wouldn't want? I know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to need you to sign this for him before you leave. <laughs> All right.